Hey, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Apostle Lewis here with you. We're going to cover a very, very serious topic here. We're going to talk about where did this gender neutral philosophy come from, that you're born gender neutral and that it is gender is culturally implied versus DNA and, and creation implied. And so we're going to talk about that because it's uh, the topic we are facing. And I want you to have the information that is needed to actually, you can't just say, well, God, because when you just say the Bible says, and they don't believe the Bible, you're, you're talking from an unrecognized source of authority. And when you do that, they don't listen. Because once you say the Bible to some people, they don't care. Okay. And you have to be able to understand, you got to break down their thinking and show them where it's wrong just by their own thinking. You can do that by, you know, just having wisdom and how to do that. Uh, when you're when you're having an argument whether God exists or not, you know Paul does a great job in Romans, one talking about creation as the proof of God, and he doesn't sit there and go, "Well, Genesis says that God created the world." He doesn't do that. He points to creation itself, something that creationalists or or let's say evolutionists might want to lean on. He points to that as as you know defining who god is that he created everything that is his 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 uh goodness and mercy and likeness is seen in all creation and then he goes on to homosexuality and he goes that's against nature he doesn't say it's against the bible and the reason he does that because the romans he is writing to probably have never read genesis have never read leviticus or exodus they haven't read that and so he's making his point based on nature itself versus making his point from the place of, well, the scriptures say. Okay, and we, we often have this argument in the, in the Christian circles against those who are not in our circles. The Bible says, we believe, rightfully so, that the word of God is infallible. It is his authority on, on situations. And because of that, we put our trust in the word of God. But you didn't put your trust in scriptures before you got saved, right? I didn't, I didn't know they were the infallible words of God before I got saved. Okay, so we're, we often don't realize that we came to Christ, you know, uh, differently. They might have showed us scriptures, but what actually was drawing us to Christ might not have been scriptures. That might have explained what was happening to us, but it wasn't what was drawing us. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> David's parents brought him up as a girl, and Money wrote extensively about the case, claiming it supported his theory. Claiming. However, Brenda, as he was named, was suffering from severe psychological, emotional difficulties in her teens. When she found out what had happened, she reverted back to being a boy. In other words, David, who became Brenda, as Brenda was growing up, Brenda didn't want to play with toy, you know, girl dolls and makeup when she was young. When she started getting older, she didn't want to wear dresses. She want, she felt, she told her teachers um, that she actually felt like a boy, which we'll, we'll get in here. Now, the teacher probably thought she had gender dysphoria, but she didn't. She wasn't suffering from gender dysphoria. She was suffering because how she was being raised was actually contrary to our identity that God created her. 
David Raymer was identical twin boy from Canada. Um, and so what do you do with the twins? And this is very interesting. They would go and take David, uh, Brenda, and the other son repeatedly to uh, see Dr. Money every year. What they, um, he was using the other one as a control group. And he wrote that, you know, when they look at the brain, that, you know, the hormones they're pumping in is affecting the brain. See, well, that's what hormones do, by the way. You put hormones in a man who doesn't have gender dysphoria, it's going to affect his brain, his body. That's what hormones do. But that doesn't make me any different. Okay. Um, so he believed that one learns their identity by upbringing, not by inborn traits. He proposed that gender identity could be changed through behavioral and uh, behavioral interventions. And he advocated that gender reassignment was a solution for treating any child with intersect traits or atypical sex anomalies. Now, I believe that if someone's born with two sexes or, you know, two genitalias, um, that's a it's rare and it's a shame. I'm sad for that. And that, that child is, you know, got to pick one and it's really, really a difficult task. Okay. I, I wish that upon nobody. Okay. And so, but he believed that he could do this with David, turn her into a Brenda and she would just accept it and she would just be effectively a girl the rest of her life um at the age of 22 months david underwent this surgery uh removing his male genitalia and you know creating female uh genitalia he, they raised him as a female and gave him the name as brenda this name was chosen to be similar to his birth name bruce now the reason it says david remember because when bruce becomes old enough he reverts back to a male and they and he takes the name on david david was given estrogen during the adolescence to promote the development of breast he was forced to wear dresses and was directed to engage in typical female norms such as playing with dolls and mingling with other girls throughout his childhood though david was never informed that he was biological male and that he was an experimental subject in a controversial investigation to bolster money's belief in the theory of gender neutrality, that nature, not uh, that nurture, not nature, determines gender identity. I would sit there and say it's not nature that determines, but God Himself. This is why, um, um, there's two things that are very, very sacred to God when it comes to us. One, remember, we're born in His image, but let's just break this down a little bit. Our ethnicity is very, very sacred. And our gender is very, very sacred. You know why? Because we can't choose it. So it means that God chose it for us. He chose that I'd be Italian. I, was, I, I would be born into an Italian household. And he also chose me to be male. And those are very sacred before God because I, my parents didn't choose I'd be male, right? That's, that's not what happened. So these are very sacred things. There's something that you don't change. I don't change my ethnicity. I, I, people try to do it. I'm African-American. I'm not, I'm Italian. I'm actually American with Italian heritage. I love my nation. I love my heritage. Okay. It's very sacred before God. All right. Because I didn't choose it. God chose it for me. All right. 
David's twin brother, Brian, served as the ideal control because his, uh, his brothers had the same genetic makeup, but one was raised as a girl, the other as a boy. Money continued to see David and Brian for consultations and checkups. During these checkups, Money would force the twins to rehearse sexual acts and inspect one another's genitalia. On some occasions, Money would even photograph the twins during these exercises. Money claimed, uh, Money claimed that childhood sexual rehearsal play was important for the healthy childhood sexual exploitation. Um, David also recalls receiving anger and verbal abuse from Money if they resisted participation. It is also noted in some of the things that money was possibly molesting these two. And, and this was his perversion. And this is, this is like where, you know, this guy was evil. I'm just sorry. There, there are, look at, there is sinners and then there's evil. Okay. There's actually those that Jesus says are born of the devil. Okay. They're, they're the, the tares or the wickedness. <clears throat> Hitler wasn't just a sinner. Hitler was evil. And there's a difference between a sinner and one who does evil. Evil are those that are evil. They plot evil. They, they look to do evil. They don't care about their psychopaths. They don't care about other people. They don't care about lying. They don't care about cheating. It's all about them. It's all, that's, that's evil. Me and you, I was a sinner, but I never went out to hurt anybody. I didn't go out and lie to people. I wasn't, um, I, I, I mean, my acts, you go, well, they were sin, but it wasn't evil. I didn't go out to harm anybody. I wasn't looking to kill anybody. You know, there's a difference between evil and sinners. You need to know this because this is actually mentioned, by the way, in the book of um, Enoch, that there were three places where the dead went. One for the saints, one for the righteous, ones who were not, you know, that were going after God. And then there was one for the sinners. But then Enoch says there was one for the evil ones, those who practiced evil. And let me just tell you, those are found in the church and outside the church. Okay, they're, they're, they're in our church organizations. We see it all the time, molestations. You know, sexual abuse, all that. That's evil. That's not just a sinner, folks. When when you <coughs> when you have an affair, that's evil. When you sexually abuse someone, uh, no, sorry, let me take that back. When you have an affair, that's sin. When you sexually abuse someone, that is evil. And if you have a pattern of it, and you go, how can you get there? That's really scary. Okay. So as the case kept going, um, Money in 90s, a report of Raymer's progress in the John Jones case to keep the identities of David anonymous. Money described David's transition as successful, but it wasn't. He claimed that David behaved like a little girl and did not demonstrate any of the boyish mannerisms of his twin brother, Brian. Money would publish this data to reinforce his theories on gender fluidity and to justify that gender identity is primarily learned. This is where this is where you see people say gender fluid. Gen this is where all these elites get this from. They get it in college, okay? And they get it from John Money, but no one tells them the truth of the outcome. And they don't care, I think for them. 
Okay. In reality, though, David was never happy as a girl. He rejected his female identity and experienced severe gender dysphoria. But I say it wasn't gender dysphoria because he wasn't a girl. He actually was reverting back to who he was created to be. He would complain to his parents and teachers that he felt like a boy when he refused to wear dresses and play with dolls. Now, I'm sure the teachers are going, this is gender dysphoria. I'm sure the parents don't know what to do. They, they trusted this doctor when he was, what, two years old or whatever. They trusted him. And now it's falling apart. Um, he was severely bullied in school and experienced suicidal depression throughout adolescence. Upon learning about the truth of his birth and sex of rearing from his father at the age of 15... Um, in other words, his father told him, David assumed a male gender identity, calling himself David. David Raymer underwent treatments to reverse the assignment, such as testosterone injections, surgeries to remove his breast and construct a penis. <clears throat> Dr. Milton Diamond, a psychologist and sexologist at the University of Hawaii and a longtime academic rival of money, met with David to discuss his story in the mid-1990s. Diamond brought David's exper experiences to international attention by reporting the true outcome of David's case to prevent physicians from making similar decisions when treating other infants. Diamond helped debunk Money's theory that the gender identity could be completely learned through intervention. David continues to suffer from psychological trauma throughout his adult due to Money's experience and his harrowing child experience. David's endured unemployment, the death of his twin brother Brian, and marital divide. His brother Brian OD'd. It didn't work for either one of these. Like it literally didn't work. David's case became the subject of multiple books, magazine articles, documentaries. He brought to attention the complications of gender identity, called into question the eth uh, eth ethicality of the sex reassignment infants and children. You understand this is the 90s. The 90s, we knew this was bad. Do you understand that? The 90s, we knew this was bad. Originally, Money's view of gender malleability uh, dominated the field. At his initial report of David, there was a reassignment has been success. However, this view was disproved once the proof of David came to light. His case led to the decline of the number of sex reassignment surgeries for unambiguous XY male infants with the micropenis and other genital... Oh, Jesus, just bad. As present, however, the clinical literature is still deeply divided on the best way to manage these cases. Okay, now, and I'm going to link this article in the description on YouTube. Okay, I'll link it there so you have it. And you can read it. There's other books. <clears throat> but why is it? Why is it we're still teaching this? Like is it, someone's, someone is teaching this as a success. That's the problem. People aren't teaching this as if it's wrong. People are teaching this infallibly. Like this is um, this is true. This works. I don't know why we're doing it any other way. And you need to know the truth. And I want to give you this truth so that if you have this argument, that they're going to that's that's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. It's actually dark. And many people don't know this story. I, I know many Christians who never heard of Dr. Money. Now, 72, I was seven. So trust me, I wasn't uh, aware of it. Uh, I don't even know if my parents were. We, we had Look, we had two girls in the house and three boys. You know, my parents had five kids. And there was none of us trying to go the other way. Um, you know, 
we weren't, you know, we were, were perfect kids. But I guarantee you, my girls were girl, my sisters were sisters, the boys were boys, and that's the way it was. And I think one of the things that we have trouble with when it comes to boys and girls is there is a there is a range of personality. Some some guys are more feminine. And some are really brute masculine. You know what I mean? They're like brute, you know, brute masculine. But some are not that, you know, bullish. And the same with women. Like there are there are women like Caitlin Clark, who's playing for Iowa. She's now the all-time NCAA leader of women's basketball, scoring basketball. And, you know, when you see her, she's not your typical feminine. She's not a model. You know, she, she, she's an athlete, nothing wrong with that. No one looks, I don't look at her and go, Oh, she's a guy. Okay. She's, she's a very, very focused athlete. And by the way, every time you see her, it's in a ponytail and a Jersey. That's when, you know, you see her. So that is not too feminine anyways. So, but there are those traits, the traits of some some girls like to play sports, some girls don't. Some boys like to play sports, some boys don't. And I think that our problem isn't gender when parents start going on this road. It's trying to, um, they don't understand that there's a scope in personality. Matter of fact, if you ever listen to Jordan Peterson, he'll tell you men and women are mostly alike. Like they're mostly alike personality wise. There's just on the edge, there is some very significant differences. Men are more um, uh, argumentative where women are more agreeable, but it's not much because it's not much. It's not like it's men are a hundred percent more, you know, confrontational women are, you know, a hundred percent more agreeable. And he goes, this is why, <clears throat> this is why there's more men in prison than women because men settle their disputes differently than women will. And so this is psychology. He's totally against, you know, this, uh, you know, sex change for children. Hey, you want to do whatever you want with your body. I mean, some people, I mean, some people put horns in their heads and I mean, I'm like, Oh my God, gee, they're like, I don't want, I don't know why I can't get a job. I can pretty much tell you why I don't want to look at that. And I don't have to look at that, you know? So, but number one, I believe people could be delivered not only from transgenderism and trans, you know, um, uh, dysphoria. I also believe they can be delivered from homosexuality. I had someone this last week uh, who asked me that can happen. I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "Matter of fact, we've seen it happen within our church and within our ministry. We've seen those delivered from homosexuality." So just say the same way a new believer comes in and he gets delivered from adultery or theft or whatever. Paul said this, him who steals, steal no more, right? You don't have to do it anymore. In Christ, we're new creations. And so we've seen it over and over again. So um, that's, that's the important thing. I want you to go ahead, click on the article. I want you to go ahead and do that. It's important that you read it and do some research because when the argument comes up, let's say someone says, no, it's natural. Point to the argument that what you think was natural was actually a hoax. It was a lie. 
And all the doctors that are running with this won't accept that it was a lie. Why? Because there's a lot of money in it. You know, creating a surgery that costs $150,000, $250,000, $300,000, I don't know what it costs now. It's a lot of money for that surgery. And I think that, you know, it's easy. Uh, you know, a surgeon wants to get involved. Don't go to a psychiatrist. By the way, a psychiatrist might not be able to help you. You need Jesus, <laughs> to be honest with you. You need Jesus. You need to know your identity came from God. God created you male. He created us male and female. And you need God. You need to know that in Christ. And then you need to pray, Lord, help me with this. Just the same way you'd ask God to help you with lust, perversion, lying, whatever it might be. Help me with this. Let me help me know who I am in you. Help me know who I was created to be in you. And and help me to discover that and accept that and receive my identity from you so I can carry out my purpose in the earth. Amen. 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 Hey, I love to hear for your comments down here. Also, hey, uh, this is uh what is today? The 28th of February. Um Next week, starting on the 8th and the 9th of March, we're going to be doing a School of Revelation. Here's the, um, here is the uh, JPEG for that. And also, I'll put a link to register for that below so you can register for that. You can register whether you're going to be live or in person. I mean, live online or in person, either way. Um, and we're going to have a really neat setup where uh, not only will you be able to watch it live, you're going to get our notes uh, me and Todd have, a, I have about 10 pages. We have about 10 different topics of notes. We just talked about revelation and stuff. And then um, that's going to be in there for you. Okay. And then what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to go back there. And on my site, you'll be able to go and watch it over and over again. And then at the end, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, we'll get all those videos will get cleaned up and they'll be dropped in there. So you'll get the videos. You'll be on a group chat kind of thing, group video chat. And watching it, but then, and you'll be able to text other people on there and watch it with them, ask questions. We ask that you remember guidelines of being respectable. And then, but then we'll drop in the finished products on there as well. Later on, as we clean them up, you'll get them all edited, get all the uh, excess off and get them in there. And then you'll be able to go back and watch it. And it's yours. You can watch it over and over again. It's going to be a lot of stuff. It's a school. It's going to be there for you. Go to the Gate Jacks. Uh, dot com, but I will put that link to register below. And if you do me a favor, also like and subscribe on YouTube. Could you do that for me? Could you go ahead and like and subscribe our channel as we get going uh, on YouTube? We are trying to build that channel up. I could use uh, your help with that. Like and subscribe. Turn on notifications. Let me know what you think about this. Be respectful. Otherwise, you just get removed. And uh, just be respectful. And I know it's a hot topic. But we need to know the truth about it. That's why I'm giving you the article on it. And so you can um, see it as well. And I, I'll try to find the Jordan Peterson clip and maybe put that one down here as well, where it's, a, it's an hour-long discussion about this. Very informative. And I hope you have a great day. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.